Hey y'all, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. I'm your host, Lacey Dunn, future registered dietitian, here to spread the scientific knowledge in the world of fitness and nutrition. Today, we are actually going to talk about the mindset and faith with my friend Desiree. So let's jump right in. So today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Desiree and she is here along with me to discuss a little bit of a different topic. So today we are going to talk a little bit about faith and your mindset in regards to nutrition and fitness and this whole entire lifestyle. So Desiree, why don't you tell my listeners about who you are, a little bit about your background and then we can dive into the topic. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. First off, Lacey, for asking me to be on. I was totally honored, kind of fangirled for a second (laughs) and then got over it. (laughs) But um, my name is Desiree Scoggin. I am an MPC bikini competitor currently in my off season and really just taking on the role of being in my first off season and just, you know, learning to love fitness for what it is. And I'm, you know, pretty big uh, into Instagram. That's kind of my platform that I operate off of. I'm an online coach um, as well as an exercise specialist and personal trainer at Wendy's headquarters. And I'm just adulting, just recently graduated. And now I'm kind of on my path to find myself in this new venture of life. So thank you so much for You are so welcome and congrats on graduating and your new steps in life. Cause I know that's so beyond exciting. It's like a whole new world for you. I know. I feel like I'm just like Aladdin, literally a whole new world. That's me. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, Speaking of Aladdin, did you see the new Aladdin people in the movie? What? Yeah, they provided the real life people of Aladdin. Yeah. And Will Smith is actually in it as a genie. So that's super exciting. Heck yeah. If y'all could see my face right now, it's like. (laughs) permanent smile perma smile (laughs) big disney fan here okay so let's start with what got you specifically into competing yeah so i feel like that's you know first question that everyone asks because for everyone it's so unique and it's so different so that's i think why it's such a great question but for me i was huge into crossfit and i loved competing in that i played college volleyball I was an athlete my whole life, so the competitive fire was always in me. When I started doing CrossFit, it just really wore and tore on my joints, and I just wasn't thriving in it like I wanted to be, so um, I ended up tweaking my knee and my shoulder, and my orthopedic surgeon, who I had prior, just told me, like, you got to give it up. Like, you you need to find something else. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, water aerobics? I mean, like, I didn't know anything else other than, like, lifting heavy, Um, so then I kind of started to get into this phase of like, well, I'm going to go on bodybuilding, um, a little workout and learn like what to do in a gym setting. So I kind of began on that journey and I had some people who had competed around me come up to me and they're like, you, you should compete. Like you, like you have broad shoulders, (laughs) which now is like a compliment. (laughs) But, um, I was just like, yeah, maybe like, known about it or like, you know, ever even looked into it. So I ended up saying, you know what, I would love to do it. I want to challenge myself. I can't CrossFit. I can't play volleyball. So what else can I compete in? I decided to compete 
don't regret it. All such an amazing experience, and I'm looking forward to do it again in 2018. Wow, that is an awesome journey, and I can kind of actually, um, that's sports is how I got into it in general, too. So with mine, um, I was trying to get onto the University of Central Florida cheerleading team, and in order to make the team, we had to do weight training, and for me, I had zero clue. I came from a cheerleading background. I was normally the person being thrown up in the air, so super small, had zero clue, had never lifted anybody before. I was used to being lifted, so I had to do research, and like you, I used bodybuilding.com, and then from learning about nutrition and training and training myself to make the team, which I did, and then falling even more in love with fitness. Then I dropped cheerleading. I decided I wanted to try a bodybuilding competition. Yeah, I was like, see ya guys. But, um, and then that was <laughs> a little bit about how I started. So, yeah, we both come from a background of sports. So, so let's discuss the mindset aspect. So in regards to doing an NPC bikini competition, one of the biggest things that people don't realize is that your mindset when you go into a show has to be on point. You cannot go into competing thinking that competing is going to be what gives you self-love and confidence because when you go on that stage, you have to already have it. Just Mm -hmm. getting to that body, just getting to that stage won't mean that you have grown and actually have that. You have to have that before you compete. For sure. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that a lot of people that get into competing um, do it for the right reasons. However, I do think that there are also people that do it for the wrong reasons. They want that, they go into it with the mindset of wanting just a bikini body. Once you get to the level that you need to be for an NPC competition of any sort, that is not a maintainable way to see yourself or a way to set a goal to achieve a body composition that you want. I think that's where the drive comes from being just a natural athlete is knowing that it's something to work for, not something to maintain. Does that make sense? Yes, I love how you worded that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's not – doing a show is not like – this is – it's not running the marathon and then being like, okay, we're done. We're going to hold this. No, it's like continuous. Like you're going to keep on going towards that goal and you have to have that plan for afterwards. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I think that's where a lot of issues arise post-prep is when people are like, why is my body changing? Why am I gaining weight? Why do I need to reverse? And, um, you know, you see your body change from that in-season leanness to the off-season body. And, I mean, to learn to love yourself and love the journey in every phase is the most important part and I feel like isn't talked about enough to where these, you know, poor men and women are struggling with post-show body dysmorphia due to the mental, you know, uh, thought process that they went into to start prep in the first place. Yeah, I agree. It, competing, it really does and can, and not this is not for everybody, but it does warp your normal because yeah. you, you look at your body and your views have changed 
from before you decided to prep. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's crazy, you know, looking back when you compete and looking at photos from, you know, check-ins and being like, oh my God, when I took this photo, I didn't think I was going to be ready. I didn't think I was lean enough. But then you realize, wow, how like that vision is gone. It's blurred. You're just, you don't, you got to head on focus and always have to be reminded to not just be so subjective about yourself, but be objective and realize every single step you're making progress and you're working hard. Um, In regards to the mindset with post-show, let's talk about that. So Mm -hmm. post-show, what would be your biggest um, words of advice for people competing? For me, I think a great way that I've went into my quote unquote off season is thinking of it as, um, you like actually verbally calling it a, a building season. When you say off season, I believe that immediately sparks the mentality that you can slack off or that something's you know, are just going to fall together. Like you don't have to work as hard as you did during prep. When I tell people that, you know, I'm in off season, I mean, I'm in season all year. I'm building all year. I'm progressing myself for that stage next time at right when I step off it the last time. So I think that the mentality, again, coming off of that stage, knowing that you're still in season, you know, let's get Mm -hmm. to build, but having the mentality, knowing that what you're going to do next needs to happen for progression and I think that comes from being an athlete you know with doing like if anybody's does softball basketball cheerleading any sport you don't have an off season your off season you're literally working you're working towards Mm -hmm. being better you're working towards being your best so I think in regards to athletes, you know, that's something that's kind of easy for us. It's easy mm-hmm. for us to be like, okay, we got this. You know, it's, it's just it's, you're stuck on the grind. Mm-hmm. You're used to grinding. But for people yep. who don't have that background, it's kind of like when the show ends, it's everything disappears and it's like, what do I do now? Right, right. So it's definitely important that that's instilled in people's brains that your off season is what is going to – make you better it's what is going to make your changes for the stage and it's essential that you take your off season even like you have to be even more dedicated in your off season than you are in your quote-unquote on season oh for sure I completely agree on that so that is that and in regards to um faith I wanted to dive into what are your thoughts on sharing your faith in the fitness world in the competing world because I know um, I still get questions about that how do you balance being a Christian and going on a NPC bikini stage with Mm -hmm. some small little bikini on showing off your stuff like what do you say and what are your thoughts on that yeah that's a great question um, because as I continue to you know, share my journey through faith and fitness. Um, it, it has definitely come to my attention too, that, you know, that is a great question to ask for me. My general response is always just saying that, you know, God gave me the ability to have a body that can go through a prep. 
God gave me the, the mental strength to be able to push myself in my limits to better myself physically. I think that if, you know, could NPC bikini suits be a little like less revealing? Sure. However, when I go on stage, I'm not going up there to sexualize myself mm-hmm. or to prove my worth to any man in the audience or woman for that matter. I'm up there to show what I've worked so hard for that God has given me the strength to do for the past couple months of that probably hard prep. And I'm there to show what I've done for me and for the judges in respect of being judged, but not for anyone else, you know, in the stands or in the crowds, anything like I'm there for me. I'm there for me only when it comes to posting I feel on social media that also gets blurred. And again, for me as a Christian, there is a difference between progressing and feeling confident in the body that, you know, we've built and that God has given me the opportunity to build. However, I will never add any type of sexualized post towards like an NPC, like a back pose. I just don't feel comfortable posting those. Um, certain aspects like that when it comes to posting I try to make sure I monitor um, you know what would Jesus do (laughs) however when it comes to being on a stage sadly due to rules there's not much we could do um, in regards to you know the cut on the bikini etc however you know I'm not there to please any other given person in the audience I'm there to please myself and um, you know hopefully lead others to making sure they can push themselves as well yeah, that I love the way you said that in your thoughts. It's not about vanity. It's not about sexualization. It is mm-hmm. a sport. It's about yep. showing your hard work and that passion that God gave you, that passion for nutrition, for food, for this fitness lifestyle. It's about showing that in your progress, in your hard work, and then having fun up there. It's not yeah. about, you know, trying to prove that you, you know, you have more sass or your butt looks better than anybody else's. It's about proving you work hard and this is what you have put your hard work into and this is your body and it's you beating you every single time you go up there. And it's really hard, that fine line on social media. I agree with, you know, posting the butt shots. And I have definitely, like, been on that fine line to where I'm like, eh, do I want to post this? But the biggest thing is, like, when I post a picture, there's two different things I think about. One thing is how would my grandma feel about this picture? Yeah. She does follow me on Instagram. (laughs) So I I think about how would my family think? And then I think about, is this progress or is will this somehow inspire an individual? I don't want mm-hmm. anything I post to not somehow affect somebody's life. If it's just yeah. a butt shot that is just going to make, like, a guy super horny, like, I don't want that. And that's no, not who I am. That's not what – that's not who you are. So anything mm-hmm. I know that both of us will post is progress. And Mm -hmm. it is there to help inspire or help somehow help somebody. And I really love you because anything you post, it's going to contain some helpful information for somebody. It's not just, you know, you're not posting just because you want to post this. Right, right. Like, that's why I love you because you have that drive to help people, to educate them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people 
step away from in regards to when they start competing is Mm -hmm. it becomes all about, you know, their progress. This is what they look like. And it should be about, you know, throughout your prep, showing people how you do it, how you can do it, and helping people throughout the way, inspiring them to do that. Definitely. And I think, you know, going back to what you said about your thoughts before you post, a big thing that, you know, I drive in are young women. So I, you know, other, other than what would my parents say, or, you know, what would my significant other say or think, um, I, I think of, you know, what would, what would the 14 year old girls that I coached in volleyball think of this picture? What would, what would their moms that still follow me, would they want their daughters looking at my stuff? That's, you know, those are thoughts that go through my head as well. And, you know, being able to proclaim my faith as well as, you know, integrating it with my fitness journey as well. I believe it's just reached a whole different demographic where when I do post, you know, I definitely need to be more conscious about, you know, is this progress or is this provocative? Mm-hmm. Progress versus definitely. provocative. Yeah. It's, and it's <laughs> a fine line because sometimes you really, like, I know for me, I will be super proud of myself, super proud of the glutes I've built. Like, I just took photos the other day in my bathroom, um, of my glutes <laughs> because shame. I thought they looked good. And I was like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. And then, was, then I thought, I was like, dang, if I post this picture, I'm going to, I may regret it. And I don't want it to become like, you know, oh my gosh, this is my butt. It's so cool. Everybody look at my butt. I, posting it, it would be about for me, this is my mm-hmm. progress. But then I have to walk that fine line, post or not to post. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. Yeah. It's hard being, you know, and this isn't just about being a Christian. Like, this should be things that girls who aren't even Christian should think about. Right. Definitely. And, I mean, um, it it just becomes difficult when you think about it like that because you would never want to – you would never want to take away from the aspect of your page to where then someone would be like, wait, Des, I, like, I thought you were a Christian. Why are you posting that? And so, you know, being able to testify my faith to people with, you know, my recent baptism, also just being very open and um, making sure that, you know, everyone knows, you know, that what I believe in, it also puts a target on your back where, you know, if you were to slip up or post that one inappropriate thing that just crossed the line, you know, that completely destroys who you are too. And, you know, I... Uh, shameless plug. I listened to Elevation Worship today, and uh, Pastor Stephen preached this Sunday on silent sermons. And a uh, main draw that he had of that was, you know, living your life um, and it, it preaching for you. You know, the best sermons are ones that not com- that don't come from your lips, but from the way that you act. So, I love that. and that that I know, right? It just completely is encompassing everything from what you post, how you treat others how you treat yourself, how you serve God and, or, you know, whoever you believe in of higher power. Um, but that was just something that spoke to me. So, you know, in regards of posting, that's, you know, I want to make sure I'm living the life and showing the life that I also, you know, what I believe in. Yeah, I really do love that. And Elevation Church, I love, I actually found them through you and they, pastor that pastor is just he's the best 
Now, it does crack me up because sometimes he gets, like, super, like, starts screaming in my ears. And I'm like, oh, my goodness (laughs) gracious. But (laughs) his messages are just phenomenal. So, you guys, definitely check out Elevation Church. I think another thing that's really hard for me in regards to my faith and fitness and nutrition and competing is that people, other Christians sometimes, don't understand the passion that I have. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing and the thing I always tell people is it's okay if people don't understand your passion. They don't understand what you do. It's because God did not give them that passion. He gave mm-hmm. it to you. Yeah. They will understand if they're meant to be in your life, they will stay in your life. Yep. So it's all about just listening and talking to God and to him and making sure what you're doing is on his journey for you not your own journey and remembering that always that people aren't going to understand you and you have to just be you no matter what. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, being able to share our platforms on Instagram is because we can continuously spread positivity, spread faith, spread knowledge, and also be able to, you know, encourage others to break out of that shell in, you know, try something new, whether it be listening to a sermon or Mm -hmm. trying a bikini competition. Like there's just so many different ways that, you know, using our platforms, we can reach people um, that it's just so beautiful. And that, you know, that is where the beauty of social media comes to is that you can just learn so much. And I mean, even through this podcast, whoever is listening, you know, they they can take something from this. So I, I love it. I love the fact that we can, you know, use it for such a positive thing and not negative. Yeah, hands down, I th- I think competing and weight training, that has strengthened my relationship with God. It has strengthened mm-hmm. who I am and my mindset, how I believe in myself, how I see the world. Like I see the world and myself and my body as just beauty, as blessings. And I'm so right. thankful for that. I'm thankful for fitness because – that is how I'm able to, you know, every single day wake up grateful. Yeah, definitely. So I actually, I had, I wanted to ask you another question in regards to um, your faith. And that is how you got into following God and Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I grew up same old, same old, right? My my parents took me to church. I was in Awana. I, I did all these vacation Bible schools and don't get me wrong. I, I had a great time. Um, when I was in high school, I also went on a missions trip to Jamaica, totally changed my life. Um, it was amazing. And I still, to this day, I encourage anyone that can ever go on a missions trip in general, it doesn't have to be somewhere tropical. It just to do it. It is so, so eye opening and so amazing. But when I got back from that, um, I was in high school. I still, you know, I still believed that, you know, God was there for me. However, I, I never took time to be with him. I never mm-hmm. took time to memorize verses, you know, only the ones from Google that you'd, you know, Google for a caption or something. <laughs> and let's be honest. And so once I got to college, that's kind of where it just went away. You know, I, I was, um, I gave my life to Christ in 2006. However, you know, by 20, you know, 14, when I went off to college, I 
just completely lost sight of who he was. Not that I didn't believe in him. I just didn't take time to know him. Mm-hmm. So slowly but sh- slowly but surely, I, 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 I lost my connection with him. I, I forgot how to listen to him. I forgot how to talk to him. And I completely just lost him. You know, I, I still knew he was there. And I still, you know, if anyone asked, oh, are you religious? You know, I'd say yes, yeah. because I did believe in him. However, I, I just didn't know him anymore. And so my parents, you know, they got divorced. My, I was hurting. I had a stepdad. I got a new brother that I didn't want. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was so much coming at me that I just slipped away. It was a so, storm, really. You got yeah. lost in a storm. Yeah, I did. And uh, at that point, I didn't know how to get out of it. So I lived in this, you know, under this cloud for years. And um, it wasn't until you know, almost three years ago now, I met my boyfriend and uh, I was at just a very dark time in my life. I was, I was drinking, I was doing drugs and, you know, I I just didn't know who I was. And I I met my boyfriend and it really just turned my life around and it, it, it made me grateful. Right. So I started seeking him, thanking him in prayer, you know, just small prayers. I didn't know what to say, but you know, I knew he was listening and, um, you know, I just fast forwarded, I, I got into competing, I started finding him through my journey of fitness, um, you know, just minimally, again, I'm still learning how to listen to him. And it wasn't until this year, um, in March, my friend Megan, um, on Instagram, at Wally Meg, she uh, messaged me because I just moved to Columbus. And she was like, Hey, I, I go to this church, you should come with me, like we could lift after. So I was sure, like I, I would love to go to a church. Um, that day, the sermon was meant for me. The worship songs were meant for me. I fell to my knees. I cried the whole sermon. It was so touching. And I knew right then and there that I finally broke through and learned how to contact him again and be able to, you know, journey on into this new part of faith. So from then on out, man, my fire was just lit for him. I, I just, I talked to him all the time. I learned how to listen. I, I learned the difference between using him as an excuse and using him to make my decisions. So I feel like a lot of people, including myself got lost in, well, like I, God led me to this, you know, like I've learned the difference between what he's led me to and what the devil is leading me to and not you and not using that as an excuse for my decisions. So, I mean, long story short, sorry. (laughs) I just think, um, you know, that's, that's just where it's come the past few months. And I know that, you know, I'm here for a reason now and I'm, I'm not ashamed to proclaim him in a public, um, you know, sanctuary as I did during my baptism. And it, you know, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. And now I just, I hope everyone gets the opportunity to, to know him and grow with him. That's just such a beautiful testimony. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for asking and taking the time to listen. <laughs> You're welcome. I just, I think it's it's beyond inspiring to hear people's testimonies, how they got deeper into their faith. And especially when you hear about somebody like you who has gone through a troubled time in their life and who has come out of it, it just, it's a, such a testimony to there's no storm that you can't come out of. There's always yes. going to be that rainbow as long as you find him and you reach out to him because he wants to help. Mm-hmm. 
And that that's the thing. A lot of people ask me, like, I, I just don't know where to start. And that that's the beautiful thing about about our God is you don't need a place to start. No, you, you just don't need to talk to him and ask. Yep. And and you don't even and and you don't even have to know what to say. You know, he he'll know. And just taking time to address him and talking to him as a friend, like that, you know, that's who he is. He's a friend to us. And you know, we don't need to be formal all the time, you know. Some sometimes I'll be driving in my car, I'll be like, Hey God, this is what's going on. I hope you're listening. Like, let me lay it on you, you know, and other times, you know, I do, you know, dear heavenly father, thank you so much for, you know, what you've given me. Like, you you know, you don't always have to come at it with these perfect words and verbiage either. You know, he'll take you as you are any, any time. Yeah. It does not matter how you talk to him, what language you talk to him in. Mm -hmm. He don't care. He just wants to hear you. He just wants to talk to you. And I think that's kind of like a scary thing for people. They don't know how to, especially when, you know, when you just get started into faith. So I would say for anybody who is not, you don't, you don't know Jesus, you don't know God, to just close your eyes and speak to him. And it's going to feel weird. Yeah, it will. <laughs> but he's there and he's listening and he just wants you to ask for help. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Just lay it out there and, you know, ask and you shall receive it. It won't happen right away. It might take a couple months. It might take a couple weeks. It might take a couple years. But he will always continuously have a plan for, you know, a special time in your life of, you know, maybe whatever you're asking for, however he'll come to you. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you know, we as Christians, you know, we'll like pray. We'll be like, all right, God, I really need this or I really need want this to happen and we we always have to remember that you know it's all in his timing and it's not what we want it's not our path it's his Mm -hmm. that is going to happen so whether we pray and we ask for something we just have to remember it's in his his plan and I love how you actually mentioned you know the routes the decisions we make it's not always you know we can't just make a decision and say well I guess God wanted that to happen. Yeah. Because yep. I was listening to um, Elevation Church and it was like, well, I had this inner thought in my head to go, you know, make a bagel shop. So I oh gosh, made yes. a bagel shop and then yes. it failed and it's all God's fault. <laughs> no, yeah. no. It's we make decisions. We are able and we're given that choice. Yeah. We're given yeah. the ability to make our own decisions, our own choices. It's not, you know, it's not going to be always because he placed a thought in your mind because you have your own mind. So exactly. it's definitely speak to him when making decisions. Think about it. Mm-hmm. And don't beat yourself up either because yeah. we're meant to detour away. It's going to happen. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I know it was a little bit of different listeners. I know we discussed about faith and mindset, but it's just something I wanted to kind of turn into and talk about because people don't talk about faith and fitness. And it's just such a deep part of who I am. And I brought Desiree on here because I know it's such – He is such a deep part of who she is as well. So Desiree, thank you so much for taking your time to come on here, for discussing your amazing testimony. And if you can just 
tell my listeners how they can reach you, how they can follow you, and any last-minute words for them, that would be fabulous. Yeah, so again, just thank you so much, Lacey, for allowing me to come on and talk about this. I'm, I'm really glad that you decided to kind of branch out and do a podcast on this because, you know, some people just don't feel comfortable talking about it, but they feel comfortable listening. So I hope that this reaches someone that definitely needed this message today. Uh, if you want to follow me or hit me up, you can find me on Instagram at Desby, that's D-E-S-B with three underscores. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at, you know, youtube.com slash Desiree Scoggin Fitness. Um, other than that, I'm on Facebook. I have my own athlete page. That's just Desby Fit. But you can also email me at desbyfit at gmail.com. Um, if you ever have any questions about faith or, you know, where I've been, I'm sure Lacey opens up that same in- invitation. Yes. Never be scared to reach out. Um, I know sometimes you just need to talk to someone about it. And, uh, you know, as always, prayer requests are open and DMs are flowing. So if you guys ever have any prayer requests, also just let me know. Yeah, we can... We need like a prayer group, a prayer thread. And you guys, there is a Facebook group, Fit and Faith. No, it's Faith and Fit now, right? Yeah, yep. So it is an amazing group of ladies who do, you know, they're all into the fitness and health lifestyles, but also love Jesus. So if anybody wants to join that, definitely look it up, Faith and Fit on Facebook, which is really funny because Faith and Fit is my Instagram account. (laughs) We totally copied you. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally okay, which is really funny because it was, my IG was Fit and Faith to begin with. And then I lost that one and then it turned to Faith and Fit. So it was really funny when it was Fit and Faith and then they changed it to Faith and Fit. And I was like, this is just so funny. I can't handle it. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much again. And I hope you have a fantastic night, girl. It was so great talking to you. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much again. All right. Bye, girl. See ya.